Hello and welcome to Crumbs, a podcast. Today on The Beanbags, Miles is joined by Dimitri Thamel. He's an architectural student and artist and friend of Crumb. We talk about subliminal messages, career politicians, the challenges facing the tea workers in Sri Lanka, and the cultural importance of Year Na. Please enjoy. I was actually just thinking um, that your fucking like dad was filming all of the footage from the show on like that handy cam. Yeah, it's so South Asian, right? <laughs> <laughs> More like fuck, I haven't seen one of those in a while. It's like the fucking JVC came out. I was like, fuck, I need to get that, need to get that footage, man. <laughs> nah, I can see that like, for you. Home movie or some shit, bro. That sounds like a wild and like recording. Like, I just it made me think when I saw him at the show. Like, kind of just how crazy like technology has become, and know? like how um, the generation kind of above us yeah. are still latching onto the old stuff that they yeah, kind of definitely, and it's so weird, like. I feel like being the age I am, I've seen, like, literally grew up with that, like, VHS yeah. tape, Sega Mega Drive, and, like, playing the Sonics and shit. Seen the VHS and, recorders die out, yeah. Yeah, bro. And, like, <laughs> getting, like, cable for the first time, having, like, seven channels rather than four or some shit. Yeah. Which sounds really ridiculous. <laughs> like, makes me sound like I'm fucking 50 or some shit. Um, but, like, those massive, used to, like, the, the, even the camera he had, right, was, like, yeah. pretty small. Yeah. It was... Still, like, not someone just filming on their iPhone. It just looked odd because it wasn't a phone as well. Pretty much, yeah. right, which is the crazy thing. But <laughs> the ones used to literally, they were the size of, like, you had to hold it on your shoulder because it had, it recorded, like, onto VHS tape, right? And VHS tape is, like, fucking whatever. Yeah. Like, pretty big. So they had to, like, go with that initially, and then it was, like, this huge thing, like, making home videos with that. And then, like, the lines come off on it when you're recording and shit because it's, like, recording onto video. And now you have, like, an iPhone fucking... That does everything. It's pretty much better than a little computer here. Yeah. It's just quite weird to see that. <laughs> but I think it makes you appreciate things. Yeah. When you've, like, seen that massive change. Yeah. And, like, my, I know my parents are both, like, technologically challenged. <laughs> <laughs> like, mum has got the classic wallet nana kind of iPhone cover, you know the one? Yeah, classic. Yeah. <laughs> and uses a thumb to text. Mate, I reckon <laughs> I do this one, you know, when you hold it and you just use the yeah, index finger. Yeah, sometimes you use the index finger oh, too. right. And then some people are like, are you two actually text like that? I'm like, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make it last a little longer. Loud, right? Give me a break, you know. Yeah, well, and then like in the big font and stuff. Yeah. Oh, There's nothing wrong with big challenged. There's nothing wrong with big font. <laughs> I wonder, oh, it's an interesting thing, isn't it? Because I guess like our parents are still like trying... It's not even getting by, like, they, they can use it and whatever. Yeah. It's almost just maybe not as important to them. So, like, I'm not going to be, like, know exactly how to do everything on all the technologies. Yeah. Whereas maybe for, like, us, we're, like, yeah, know how to utilise it, but... Yeah, do you think we're a little bit more, like, stubborn with the learning and we kind of push through a I little bit I think I am. Like, I know, or, or at least have the, I, the, like, the feeling of I shouldn't be on my phone all the time. Yeah. Whereas I feel like if you're, like, 20 years old or something like you don't even have that thought yeah we didn't even have like phones like a like iphones anyway like a 17 growing up right yeah yeah whereas for them it's like i don't know if that makes sense to be like that for me it feels like a thing to be addicted to yeah or like i know that it maybe isn't great for me to always be on it yeah whereas i feel like for someone younger that doesn't even cross their mind because they're just like nah it's just like an extension of me mm. like being on it isn't you know that thing doesn't even come into their, yeah. their world they're just like i just do yeah I am on the final robotic robotic size they just like yeah <laughs> I guess so but it's weird how it like 
that shit actually, like that's how the reality of like 2020 technology and having like a phone is like when they were making fucking sci-fi movies in like the 70s they're like oh we have flying cars and everyone's gonna be like thunderbirds <laughs> like people are just gonna have all this crazy like hyper nanotechnology going on it's like well actually all you really need is like an iphone yeah you know we, we were actually got kind of like mellowed out you know Luckily, once, we, yeah. once we started peak electronics it's like well actually what do people actually need as consumers and stuff I'm sure there's like crazier stuff out there <laughs> you know if you want to go down like the fucking conspiracy rabbit the hole the rabbit hole of conspiracy like what's the thing they say that like military technology is like 20 if not 50 years ahead, ahead right now yeah so they must have had this kind of technology what like in the fucking 70s or some shit <laughs> What they got now, man? Like <laughs> invisibility cloaks. Right. <laughs> Harry Potter is actually just a fucking documentary. It's just, it's <laughs> Harry Potter's a Navy SEAL. <laughs> that's the that's the real conspiracy everyone needs to get into. That's <laughs> Pizzagate, bro. Harry Potter <laughs> pro-war propaganda. <laughs> Harry Potter's trying to recruit people for the army. It's like that fucking crazy Simpsons episode where like there's the TV ad and it's like um, if you play it backwards. Do you remember that one? And it makes them all join the navy, <laughs> and, and like, um, fucking Bart Nelson, uh, Milhouse, Ralph, whole gang. I can't think of any other the dudes. Ralph, but one of them all, the lads. Oh. Ralph's in it, and they all become the boy band. They're in the boy band, <laughs> and the navy and the army like back them, and it's and then they have like one of their songs. The um, the chorus just sounds like a weird auto-tune sound it doesn't even sound like the same <laughs> words and then Lisa like plays it backwards and it's actually like these chicks singing the song it's like join the navy like that's the thing wow. it's like subconsciously makes you want to join the navy mm-hmm. and you know like how in um, I think they have some shit like this in The Exorcist where it like flicks up an image for like even half a second and it like you can you can kind of see it in your head but you've actually only seen it for like a split second yeah. on the screen like subconscious marketing they used to do it with coca-cola back in like the 80s subliminal messaging right what did they do with coca-cola they used to do that like they would and that's true right i'm not making that up so like you'd be watching the tv and for like a split second in between like two tv ads like a coca-cola can saying like drink coca-cola would just flick up for a second and what that is like you actually see it but because it's gone so quick like your your brain actually takes it in more than like watching a whole ad yeah because you have the time to like decide whether you actually want to like you, you can hear the whole And then obviously part of you must go back to that as like, oh, and it's just, And you're like, why am I thinking about Coda? Like, I think I saw that. I'm not like, it kind of takes over more. The birth of subliminal advertising yeah. as we know it dates to 1957 when a market researcher named James Vicari inserted the words eat popcorn and drink Coca-Cola into a movie. The oh, words okay. appeared for a single frame allegedly long enough for the subconscious to pick up but too short for the viewer to be aware of it. They also did it in Fight Club as part of the movie. Yes, they, that flicks up, right? That flicks up with like different. Uh, it flicks up with like. There's one which is a photo of Brad Pitt. Flips up, flicks into the scene. Oh, subliminally yeah, 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 yeah. in scenes he's not in to kind of like, yeah, give you this impression that he's always there. And weird stuff that says like, crazy shit about something. Yeah, it's part of the storyline because buddy. Um, What's his name? Edward, Edward Norton's character yeah. actually splices porn into mm. the movies. Yeah, they talk about what actually. Or, or Brad Pitt before they figure out it's <laughs> Edward Norton. Yeah. 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 yeah, Spoilers if you haven't seen Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Fight Club. 
It's pretty crazy, man, yeah. But there's some scenes in... There's definitely a thing in the Exorcist as well that flicks up some face that's meant to be like some sort of devil imagery as well. Oh, uh, true. That's the original one where her head spins around eh, and does that like thing where she's held on the ropes in the bed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So hectic. <laughs> Can't believe we were watching that at like 13, 14. Yeah. Right. I definitely... <laughs> after watching it, I was like, no, God, that was... <laughs> There's a reason there's age rating. <laughs> Your mind is not ready to handle that kind of shit. But then TV2 just plays that shit at like 10pm. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like... Kids aren't going to watch this shit. That's past my bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how it works, right? That is kind of weird that they have like that thing of like, oh, like after 9 o'clock you can play anything. Yeah. And you shouldn't be awake, it's on you. <laughs> like, do they still have that? Because like, if... I guess they have to because it's like always going to be in this TV stand, whatever it is, you know, like... like do you feel like um, the whole TV watching things kind of like changed as well? Like, I don't really watch TV. Yeah, but I think loads of people still do. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I just have a smart TV at home. That's so going to like, do everything, I mean, watch yeah. fucking Netflix and Neon, and <coughs> then fucking whatever you want to watch online. Everything's sort of, like, I mean, separate. Whatever, I, I don't watch download movies online. What are you talking about? Don't ask me. <laughs> fuck that stuff when they took Mega Video down. Fuckers. Shout out Kim.com. Yeah, fuck Legend. When's he running for president of America? He's got to be next. He's still just trying not to be uh, fucking extradited, just exported out of New Zealand. But is he like on house arrest or some shit? Is he in the country still? I feel like he is. Apparently he was the number one ranked COD player in the world before he got arrested. (laughs) Just on house arrest, CODing it. Yeah, nuts, eh? His um, wife, but whatever, they must have some weird contract. She's like really... That young chick, right? She used to come in when I worked at the Poirot quite a lot. She used to come in and look at the art and shit occasionally. She put a weirdo? Or she'd get or? driven round, or she would drive like the car and it has like the dot com number plate. The yeah, G5 I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. G5, no, G500, is that what was that Mercedes car? It's that Merc, yeah. yeah it's like a big ball. Yeah. It's like a 4x4, four four, but it looks gangster as fuck, yeah. yeah. And could drive it just has dot com, com on it. Yeah, that's his number plate. Yeah. <laughs> So weird, like, not weird. It's just funny that, like, New Zealand has a version of that person. I know. In this tiny, like, like, five million country. I guess you're always going to have the the equivalent on any place. (laughs) Maybe, maybe not some parts of the world, I don't know. Probably. Is there a Kim.com equivalent in, like, Ethiopia or something? I don't know, but think of all the, like... Who who is that? There's always heaps of people (laughs) offering me money from Nigeria. Hey, no, they're normally asking for your money. <laughs> they say they've got money to give me, I just have to give them some money. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, who knows? They seem pretty savvy. <laughs> Dude, they invented the email scam, those guys. Yeah. Yeah. There was a good interview with um, old Izzy and Hassania. Yeah. About, he was like, bro, like, Nigerians are so smart. They use it in that way of just being like, but... I'm, I'm really smart, but I'm just going to fucking create a scam. <laughs> fuck people out of money. Like, I'm not going to like use my smarts to become like a lawyer or, you know, or like yeah. whatever. Yeah. So like, fair enough, man. Like, there's loads of other people who are smart and I guess rob people legally, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Fucking politicians are one of them, probably. That's various other things. Wall Street. Yeah, definitely. Well, like, I think like, with all the politicians here anyway, like, their, their like salary should become known to the public. I reckon. Do most of the prime ministers is right? They have to be because like, like how much of it is a front versus how much of them is, you know, them just putting on a bit of a show to get some votes to keep their job. 
Yeah, there's definitely people who are like career politicians, not in the sense that like Jacinda has like worked through the ranks and become yeah. who she is, right? I mean like people who go, if I run for this thing for a bit, it basically was good on my CV and yeah. it'll be a platform to work for this place or I'm just going to like lobby all this shit that I don't actually care about but this other company who is like going to pay me loads of money afterwards will do mm. that. I don't know if that happens to, here too much. So like on, be- a, on a bigger scale, it's like the whole Donald Trump being president thing, like someone that doesn't have any... <laughs> anything to do with like the position really mm. <laughs> getting it yeah and like that was a selling point for him yeah I'm one of you or something that was thing, but, like, I'm not yeah. a politician mm. so I'm not gonna do things that politicians I'm not gonna lie to you about shit and say stuff even though he does still campaign and then not necessarily pull some of those things off he's just like a walking contradiction yeah. I mean fucking gutted to be any other politician in America and that guy's more successful than you like, yeah it takes away from care about it as well. that, and they care like that shows how shit like surely you'd be a little bit gutted like, <laughs> oh we're actually not great people don't think we're very good because they'd rather vote in the you're fired guy than like actually give me a job yeah. like yeah. Jeb Bush Jeb Bush yeah. on the re- like like real people with real credentials to yeah. get the job don't yeah. even, or, or people who are like I actually want to fix this fucking terrible this country that's gone bad like I really care I'm a good genuine person yeah you know? oh where are those people well, I'm sure they're stuck in the ranks somewhere. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're the people who are not like Kazoo, who are like, I'm going to fix something from the inside out. It's like an ugly clout game to, there too as well, eh, where everyone's just like... Must be crazy, man. I mean, their politics has always been different because it's always had that thing of whether they do like those anti-campaign things where it's like, did you know that, you know, Dimitri <laughs> is actually this instead of another tech <laughs> one of the TV ads? It's always been that, or mm. has been for however long, I don't know, the yeah. American politics, but... You know, and the whole TV debate thing now that's everywhere. Like they're probably going to do one for this election, are they? They meant to. Like they never used to do that. They didn't even do that in the UK. Until like, like twenty fifteen or so. Yeah. Get the viewers. So people can like <laughs> see how they. So I can talk to you about how. Yeah. Other, you know. I mean, I guess I don't know what people think that shows like a good sign. What's of that? Leader. Um, what's that guy on the breakfast show? That New Zealand. Michael yeah. Oh. <laughs> nah. Or John <laughs> Campbell. <laughs> He's yeah. good. Yeah. He's fucking good. But the morning show ones are like Duncan Garner and then Rigger and then there's Mike Hoskins. Yeah, like, isn't it there. isn't it funny that most people are waking up and being like, Yeah, let's talk about that question Duncan Garner asked. Oh it's so and it's boring, like isn't it's it? like who are you even representing by asking that question? Like yeah. middle high class New Zealand? I fucking not even know, man. I mean, I guess there's always a benefit in anything that happens in life. And that benefit might be that it starts a conversation. Yeah. And you actually totally. have a decent one out of it. Or you overhear someone in a cafe talking like, oh, Duncan Garner, you're like, do you guys fucking actually listen to that? <laughs> and you can be like, you know, it's whatever. I don't know that's yeah. like the most positive thing I've e- ever heard you say. There's always a reason for that stuff happening. Whatever the fuck you just said. There's always a reason for anything that happens. Yeah. Without sounding like everything happens for a reason. That's a different mantra. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's more like that you can learn out of any scenario which is what I was kind of talking about to some good friends about we're talking about like the end of life film yeah and saying about obviously you don't have to watch someone suffer and stuff like that and I was saying do you not like you look like you learn from any experience in life and however like traumatic or terrible it and is and however which way you kind of want to take it it doesn't necessarily mean that you always do yeah. benefit from it but maybe in the long term you do I don't know I try and think of any trial and tribulation I go through. I'm like, it's just character building. Yeah. <laughs> if it's so fucking massively It's teaching me resilience. It's like, teaching me resilience. This is a good thing. <laughs> just clench the butthole. Yeah, just clench that butthole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know, but fuck it, man. 
Even if you just... Yeah. I think I'm a positive person. You are. Just say a lot of negative shit. <laughs> yeah. You can be the most positive person. Nah, I think you're just. A, I think you're just a realist. Well. Like maybe. Like you know the reality of life isn't always just mm. jokes always and laughs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> be fine if it was, but then also would it? I don't know. Yeah. No. Nah, I think it. I think it wouldn't be. Yeah. I think you wouldn't have like real chat with real people about. Yeah, you know, like people, you know. When you get down to the shit with someone, they're telling you about like this crazy thing that happened to them, and you can either relate to it or you can't, and you're just like, "Fuck, that's so crazy!" And you can listen to it like, but that's way more enjoyable than just be like, "Sports, man." Yeah, yeah. cool. Well, that's fine. Eh? <laughs> Whatever we say as we watched UFC all day. <laughs> UFC Sundays are crazy. <laughs> Maybe that's why your food and coffee wasn't up to par. Distracted by something getting punched in the face. Oh god! See, man, it's a good time. Have you ever been tempted to put? You because your art's so detailed. Yeah. Have you ever been tempted to slip in, like the equivalent of like subliminal? Like, or like (laughs) you know, like the Disney animators did like sex in the clouds, like because no one. Oh, true. You know, have you ever been tempted to do that kind of shit? I did want to do something in my um, thesis in one of the pages with like maybe drawing a little weed leaf or something instead of a tea leaf. Oh, nice! You could definitely get away with that. Yeah. But like, no one will even look at that, you know. It'll you just be something I know. I, yeah. <laughs> I like, fucking... like a little Easter egg for yourself or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little Easter egg. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> I feel like that's fucking cool, fun to do that kind of shit. Mm. Just to have things that are in your art that only you... And it's all like tied into this quite serious frame, which is architecture. Mm. <laughs> and, and, and I guess the stuff you're doing as well, at least at the moment, is like a serious issue as well. Yeah. To be doing like social architecture and trying to help out the bros you know? <laughs> <laughs> so they put a weed leaf in there it's like you know, <laughs> I suppose we should ask like what is can you tell us what social architecture is because we had a little booklet and people were really interested in reading about the tea yeah but I feel like people were missing out the on architecture side of things I think I like that was mainly because I didn't have like um, the design finalised but I do I'll show you guys what, while I talk about the um, what social architecture is and maybe also what, like, you're obviously doing yourself with social architecture. Yeah. Um, using that to do some cool shit. So I've done... Some cool stuff! <laughs> These are, like, the drawings of my actual building I've done at the moment. Oh, so this is what you actually want to do. What I want to build, yeah. The other stuff was more like a side analysis through drawing. Yeah. But um, I think social architecture is just... So is this building a, a new structure around the existing area they have? Yeah, so they've been given the limehouse that's like 200 years old and it was yeah. like forced on them. And what that's done is kind of created a unique sense of community in Sri Lanka. Like there's Muslims, Buddhists, Hindus and Christians all living together. Maybe do like a quick one minute. <laughs> um, we're talking about tea plantations in Sri Lanka. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about tea. Oh. Like a bit of context, something. <laughs> yeah. I do want to hear about that. People are like, okay, we're the, we were just at the end of life, Bill, and now there's something, we're something together. Yeah, all right. We might need. Welcome to the Crumb Podcast. So we'll press pause, but we have this as a reference point that will help. Just to remind us that. Yeah. What like, you're going to do? Do you guys know how to um, read do... floor plans? No. No idea, mate. What? No, no. Valid question, because I'm like hand drawing the actual floor plan of the design. Crazy. I can work it out, but I wouldn't know exactly everything. I do know the little is a door. Yeah. <laughs> so your art, this for everyone at home, your okay, art was of the of the tea plantations. 
and the booklet and the stuff bon we made up bon that, bon was, that was you was that how you said it bon yeah Tiamonova which bon means like a to drink, drink tea. tea yeah but, can you um, also just quickly it's Tamil what's the other language um, Singhalese Singhalese yeah because everyone's coming I've just been able to remember Tamil <laughs> so because um, it's not just spoken in Sri Lanka right? nah it's spoken in India but Singhalese is just spoken in um, in Sri Lanka um, so they're like two different minority groups kind of thing yeah but yeah, I think like social architecture is just kind of doing design architecture to kind of impact, or to me anyway, the way I see it is like to help people that aren't in position to kind of help themselves yet mm. because of like just this real gross wealth disparity and like how generational wealth continues for some families, but then mm. others just fuck out and it's kind of like game over unless one of you guys make it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it can be anywhere. Yeah, it can apply it to anything as well, not even just architecture. But yeah, I just think I've, with the social architecture thing, especially for me, like, I want to do some kind of work that's got like an emotional connection to the client. In this case, it's like tea workers who bring like a billion dollars to Sri Lanka and they live in shitty housing. Mm. And I just think the whole thing behind that's wrong. It's like if. And there's a million of the workers out of 21 million working in the tea industry. It's like if New Zealand had like, whatever that is as a percentage, one out of 20, 5%, 5%. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if, um, if New Zealand had that many dairy farmers that equates to like good steak going out of the country, good export, good mm. milk, whatever, good cheese. But then the workers are like in these rundown shanties almost. Yeah. And that government's so corrupt that they can't, they don't want to do anything about it. <laughs> right. Because yeah. they like keeping these guys at the bottom because it means that the guys at the top earn more. Yeah. So it's all done in this ugly way of keeping these guys at the bottom. And they've been like Stockholm syndrome into thinking. That somehow the government kind of helps. Them yeah. And, and that what they're, they're doing is normal and it's fine. And it's like, yeah. there's so a reason the I school. work real hard. That's just. <laughs> gonna... And like the school, the school on the site that I went to visit has like, um, no one's passed like the equivalent of like level one in 20 years there and i just think it all stems down to their housing mm. like if their housing even had windows that come into some of the rooms at least <laughs> you'd wake up a little bit happier right <laughs> yeah it's not i don't even know if it, it's um yeah oh. like it doesn't even come down to happiness it's like almost just the yeah where, where you call home or what you yeah where you dwell in after a hard fucking day's oh, work fuck doing Sure. <laughs> you know uh, picking etc and all mm. the rest and then like having your family and like that space is just all wrong essentially yeah it's gonna play like a massive effect on everything that happens mm. like it's gonna be like you're saying it's all connected back to that in some way yeah yeah it's pretty crazy eh? and it's like um why I think I can do something like this from New Zealand fuck I don't know how long it'll take like could take like five ten years I don't know but I know that like if it's something I keep putting energy into every day I'll get there I don't know when I'll be when I get there but it'll happen yeah. <laughs> is, is there like actually going there and, and yeah. building nice houses for them or designing um, it and your the social architecture yeah, and getting it done so I've got like a group of maybe like five or six friends in architecture mm. you've met most of them yeah um they're being like super supportive and like helping me and skills I don't have and vice versa, you know? So it's like we're one big collective, collective kind, of, kind of, of trying to do it. 
it's always good to have five people <laughs> raise money for some shit rather than just one person yeah as well yeah sweet and just like it feels like the right thing to do at a 25 or kind of aspire towards doing rather than just settling in <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. fucking spending your time making tiktoks <laughs> 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 wasn't gonna say it but it's there yeah I feel you um, I think that's pretty fucking cool man that's like commendable to be having fucking like that vision you know be like 25 and just like fuck it I'm gonna do something that actually does some shit with <laughs> like it might be a little bit well, of you, naivety and I won't even know because hindsight's a thing but you won't know nah, but fucking, yeah. why would it be naive to try and do something decent yeah no, nah, I know even if you don't achieve you achieve fucking 1% of their 100% dream yeah like I was saying that you're still gonna grow so much as a person that's gonna like help giving something a go like five, that. six people have already tried to support you, you've like benefited their lives that yeah. you be like, Fucking me trying to do that which is like this crazy idea. <laughs> what if I just do something down here? Yeah. They're gonna do something kinda good rather yeah. than just fucking around doing nothing, you know? And, and then I, the art opening and like what, it was like fucking at least sixty <laughs> people at one point. And I was like, oh, fuck man. <laughs> it was cranking. No one fucking cared, man. It was awesome, it was so cool to see so many people. And everyone was so like, fuck yeah, this is dope. Oh, man. Everyone was sure. so pumped. That, like, Thanks for having me for your, that. <laughs> your thing was here, I think, as well. Because they obviously see it and see what you're trying to do. Yeah. I think that inspires people, you know? Like, pointless shit gets support all the time. Like, because <laughs> it's just cool. It's entertaining, yeah. whatever. Like, obviously, yeah. that's just like fucking pop music, right? Mm. But then when people do real shit, like, it always does get that next step. Or even if it doesn't maybe become as famous or whatever, like, it yeah. impacts real shit and people so because i like it's about right like you can feel good about that because i definitely got like overly attached to the idea and that's why i keep like thinking oh no i can keep doing it keep doing it (laughs) so you obviously like been studying architecture for however long was that like always the no it wasn't you weren't weren't, like inspired to be like i'm gonna study architecture because i can do social architecture no it wasn't wasn't like that yeah like originally i was studying um design and arts for a year before that and before that I was in Christchurch but I missed the enrollment date for architecture <laughs> and they accepted me in this design course and I was like fuck I'll do that yeah, <laughs> and then I did that for a year and then I was like okay I'm actually going to give architecture a go so it took like maybe a degree worth of changing things to get to, <laughs> to where you are Why not like yeah that? to get yeah. to like first year in architecture now I'm in like fourth year and that's where I, I think it, like the narrative of doing something in Sri Lanka is kind of special to me. You're right. Yeah. Like growing up here and having like this little bit of a <laughs> like crisis of oh I'm this different person around my friends here, but when I go back to see my family, I'm this other person. Where does so that? In Sri Lanka or just even home? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so I've only got mum, dad, and my sister, and they're all in. Mum and dad are in Christchurch. And yeah. My sisters in Wellington, but the rest of the fam's like in Sri Lanka. So dad's yeah. the one that made it out. <laughs> <laughs> New Zealand, yeah. I'm coming! <laughs> and even seeing his story has been pretty inspiring. Like, um, mm. he was like a teacher and lecturer in Sri Lanka, but then the New Zealand government was taking permanent residencies for mushroom pickers. So he like called it quits on that and moved here, not knowing like English the same way and scoped it out for three years. Like he had a plan, you know, he scoped yeah. it out for three years. Then he brought me, my mum, dad, my mum and sister over yeah. to Christchurch and like, so do, yeah. and doing mushroom picking and doing right? mushroom picking and now he works at the airport but that's what he did for like so it's not even like architecture or design was around me 
mm. growing up, yeah. It's more the... Um... I was definitely drawing Goku's hair and like <laughs> drawing <laughs> anime characters, you yeah, know. Yeah, right. I reckon that's by a generation. Of people, yeah, lots of um, people's artistic stories start, but maybe just the uh, excuse me the the drive or like just seeing your dad like I'm gonna fucking do this shit. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna try and improve if that's what yeah, it like is. like thought it was improving by coming to New Zealand. Yeah, and I think he has, like, the fact I'm able to think the way I do about things and mm. still kind of go back to a cultural background, like... Yeah, cool. Because they spoke it with me growing up, so it wasn't something that was foreign, Singalese or Tamil. Mm. So you can still be fairly fluent. Yeah. That's cool. But, like, I don't have <laughs> Sri Lankan friends here. <laughs> no, you know, <laughs> so it's just like I'm a different person on the phone now talking to mum, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's actually what I was saying about that guy. Um, <laughs> Ahmed, who I used to work with. He's obviously from Afghanistan, so he used to speak in whatever the native tongue he would speak to his parents. And like, yeah, he'd, we'd just be like working with him, chatting, and be like, oh, my mum's called him in. And, and he just like mode. rinses up this whole other language. You're like, what? This is so crazy. Like, when you can hear someone like do both, yeah. speak more than one language so fluently. Yeah. I find that so cool. Because he must be at that. Because when did he move here? <sighs> He'd been in New Zealand like over 10 years, probably 15. But he lived in Afghanistan for like Until 10 he was maybe like early. Like a teenager, yeah, he's a bit older than me, so he maybe so, when he was like fifteen to like yeah or something. So he's got that ability to be like, oh, I can switch on the yeah, and they Afghans. I think they would speak it like if they're at home and stuff, you know, yeah. they would so. No, same. Like well, I'll go home, and my mum's a nurse at the hospital, and like she still like. When I speak in English or respond in English, she'll be like, "Oh, why are you speaking in English? Like, who's around?" Like, <laughs> cool you out. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh. I think that's good because it is. It is. I am more New Zealand than Sri Lankan still, you know. You see it on the way I dress and am. Mm. <laughs> or is that just like how you f- would like feel? You reckon? You're like, yeah, oh. I think I just identify more with the New Zealand culture in terms of. I think they're more. <laughs> I think it's oh, maybe it's controversial to say, but I think they're more open-minded than like South Asian people, or they are open to new ideas or shocked by less or something. But that's also like a tradition and religion thing. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> you think that's why it's um more open-minded here because maybe there's more um, religion like there's more religious like ties back to you know just things like things that restrict you when yeah. you have an open mind potentially like my mum like won't eat fish or meat on like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for some like religious reason but can't tell me why she's doing it <laughs> it's right. just like a um, it's like an Asian tradition yeah like and I'm just like yeah. <laughs> I don't understand that stuff no, I understand do religious I. things but definitely not when someone does can't tell you it's why like a, they do it. Yeah. But I also realise it might be like a communication thing on her end or humorous, like... Yeah, I know. Hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> I don't think I'd say controversial. I find that almost humorous to think that some, <laughs> some New Zealanders are more open-minded than, than like a non-Western culture. Yeah. Emphasis on some New Zealanders. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of them. Yeah. Yeah. Not too... I, no. I, I, yeah. I think a good thing about New Zealand is, like, what I quite often say is that whole saying, like, yeah, nah, it's <laughs> a funny thing, but I feel like that's a good way to describe people's attitude in the culture is, like, if you were to say something new or bring a new idea or change something or whatever, yeah, like, <clears throat> from what I've seen anyway, most of these is, like, wouldn't be bothered to, like, you know, 
stand in the street and protest and fight against it. It's like, oh yeah, could be pissed off, but nah, fuck it. Let's just do it. That's cool. Fine. <laughs> Let's just accept it. You know, that's fine. Maybe that's and there's, not true. And there's like, um, but I see that. I think that's the way. It, that's makes it easier for some people to be open minded. Here, it's like they're almost not open-minded they're just like so chill they're just like whatever yeah <laughs> which i like... guess is being truly open-minded <laughs> you just accept it there's but... just like levels of, of how much you let the chill get ahead of the actual issue as well mm. yeah and i see that in some well I, I can't say new zealanders like i'm not a new zealander you know i am um just like i see it in how some people choose to pick their battles or how much effort they try to put into certain issues instead of like and just so they put it into like the wrong issue yeah that's not the way to put it but like the the ones that say does that really matter yeah it's like it doesn't matter to you because you can understand it but it matters to people beyond (laughs) in terms of like a class thing almost yeah like it's I don't like when I when I talk about this stuff I can only talk for like a low to middle class person mm. who was brought up by like immigrant kids like state housing that sussed a decent-ish house but like decent-ish for Christchurch is like not even good in Auckland you know <laughs> you know, you know, yeah, you know you know what I mean it was like my well, parents did. my parents were stoked buying like a $500,000 house you know yeah and like Fuck, that, yeah yeah no I still would be but that's not even like no I know what you mean yeah but all you're saying is you can only speak from your own yeah, experience, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is all anyone can do. Yeah. And I just know that a lot of the issues happening affect people beyond the million dollar, like, Auckland reality. Because this isn't a reality. Like, how many cities do you even think get to do this? <laughs> I, mean, I think it is a weird bubble. Yeah. Especially Auckland as well. Yeah, totally. It's like a... It's own world. Convention you see on sometimes there. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard to... Uh, I don't know if there's a... I don't know what I was going to say, but like it's just so funny like we're in Crumb right now like in like oh, <laughs> Grey Lynn. Like, this is such a weird level of... Oh, everyone must be like these cool fucking young dudes doing cool shit, you know, like whatever. And then you go like an hour out of Auckland. Yeah. Different in some story. direction. You're like, oh, nah. Not even. Yeah. But I was just saying that was fucking like new. South Auckland, man. Nah, nah, but not not in that sense. But like when I was near somewhere like fucking Linfield or some shit, there's like those <laughs> of new conservative fucking billboards all over the houses. Wow. You know? And I'm like, that's yeah. that's what twenty five minutes from here, maybe half an hour. Tops. Yeah. But then, but then, it's Auckland, a whole nother fucking. Yeah, like central there. Auckland has its own weird identity <laughs> amongst the creatives. I think it's because it's so flat and spread out, right? Like as a. Uh, how big Auckland is, it's like one of the top three biggest cities in terms of land mass use for how small it is. Is that a way to describe it? Almost like per capita. It's one of the biggest, least densely populated cities in the world. (laughs) Like it's very like spread out for how much it could be condensed into like literally like this much space, this much space because of all the roads and stuff and everyone wants to have their nice space. Garden. Yeah. Like there's, there's so little tower buildings and shit yeah. you know and what the, even the towers are in like Devonport and then fucking on the corner of Hull Bay <laughs> as well it's like it's not like fucking London bro where there are all these fucking huge tower blocks and they're in fucking like like the Grenfell one that fucking burnt loads of people alive and shit it's not like those are the tower blocks you have to deal yeah. with them. which is interesting about saying something like South Auckland which is obviously a lot of a poorer place than yeah. Berlin, right like 
it's still that same thing of like flat, lots of houses below the river. If you actually live and bought a house in South Auckland, you'd have a fucking big area. It might not be like a big And it's house, still like harboring the land uh, yeah. area that you own in terms of you have probably like a front and back garden and a house. Yeah. With a couple of bedrooms. Like, mm. that's kind of crazy because like, you would in other places in the world it would be that there would it would all be like fucking tower blocks there you know? yeah and that is what they like in a utopian world what people probably think will happen here yeah I don't even know if that's any better as a <laughs> or not but like that's how it is in somewhere like South Auckland but yeah it's still interesting that it's not there aren't really like big tower block council houses and stuff like if you have a state house it's like a, a house it's not you get like a flat and a fucking tower block <laughs> <laughs> shithole fucking council place you know it's some dingy part of like just outside of London five men's damn went quick mm. <laughs> what do you want the last five men's to be about well how do you feel about how the art went um yeah I'm was it nice with... having it up and for people was it like yeah it was cool like I don't usually go out of my way to show like what I've been doing at uni to people in that in that way so it's kind of nice to go this is what I've been up to <laughs> document it in some yeah but I'm hoping to approach some like if I can do a really good job of the drawings for the actual project to make like a nice model if I can like start approaching some art galleries next year to be like yo help me with this thing <laughs> and just pitch them like a I'm not even doing it for me so you want to show it more in other places to be like, this is this whole idea, yeah. this project I have, like, come look at it, come donate and stuff like that. Yeah, or not even like, oh, like, I know obviously I need money to go do it, but just like a think about in the bigger scheme of things, how like a country like New Zealand can help like a country that's, because it's been colonized so recently, like a Sri Lanka, their history is just like conflicted. Mm with all this it's like quite complex you know like all the problems going on with it and it's almost like they're working and operating as a country that's like 30 years behind in New Zealand and I just think like if the rich New Zealanders that do want to do good that have some money to spare like well you either get one guy who has a million dollars <laughs> or you get a million people to give a dollar right that's yeah. the two ways to do it yeah is that some fundraiser <laughs> shit you learn? <laughs> yeah, I feel like... Because that's, that's almost too clever to not have thought of <laughs> No, I think my dad said that to me once because right. um, like my parents used to lead a church and he was saying about that like obviously a church is essentially a charity that people like that's why you do let you give on a Sunday whatever is to essentially pay for yeah. everything at the church. So he was like, oh, we're really hoping to get someone who might like put a bit more into them do these things and like expand and shit. I was like, so either we're going to hope for some guy who has, you know, a million dollars or you just get a few more, but maybe a million people to give one dollar, but you know, if you break it down to whatever, a yeah. hundred people give X amount to achieve what you want, then yeah. it's, it's, it, it, you're getting at the same thing. You don't always have to be hoping on like, oh, I hope that fucking like Richard Branson just drops a fucking mill on this thing that we're doing, you know? That's <laughs> basically like um, when they used to travel around mm. And like medieval times, like troops would try and find like a, a, a baron or a king to try and sponsor them. We're, we're the king's men. He's sponsored us. We're trying to find someone to give us all the gold to let us travel around towns and perform. We're just turning it. I believe it's called an oligarchy. <laughs> yeah, it's still going on, bro. The oligarchy in New Zealand. Oh, 
that's cool. Yeah, but that's that's pretty much where I'm at, and like. I don't even know. Maybe my thinking will be completely different in like four years. You know how it goes. Like. I'm sure it will. Be. <laughs> so is that how long you have left until you're like, I'm, oh. I've done my architecture shit? Um, no, I haven't thought about it like that. I just, I know I'm really like <laughs> tunnel visioned in on doing this one thing there. So, yeah. But how long, I mean, do you have left on the study? Um, I finished in November and my, my final hand in and my book, my thesis is done. And then what's after that? You can go and do what like, well, like, yeah. no, nah, this is the masters. Oh, true. So this, like, I forgot that. Now, once this is over, I guess, like in a normal world, I'd be expected to work as like a draftsman for like fifty-five k. And with the masters, <laughs> that's so fucked. <laughs> no, but that's that's like the role of the architect. that's changed over time now, you know, to like this. Isn't that fucked? Let's say, how long have you studied Mate. for? When the time has finished, five years. Five years, six years, yeah. Purely to do that, and then yeah. to become that role, right? Yeah. And you get people come over and study in New Zealand. You get a lot of kids, especially from India, probably Sri Lanka as well, right? Yeah. And then they study something, and then it's like on their visa they have that thing where they can be on like work search for a year, and they have to find a job within that year. Otherwise, you have to fuck off. Yeah, and the job they get. But the job they have to get has to be within the thing they studied. Yeah. And what do they have to make now? 75k a year? To get the next to level. Get the next, next just to thing. get the yeah. like, residency or the work yeah. visa? The work visa to get the residency. There's like so many levels to... Is, so, is it that much? It's definitely Yeah, it is. It's, 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 it's hectic. And like, um, I think they're trying to populate like the smaller parts of New Zealand too. Like promote like a Christchurch, Dunedin, Nelson kind of... They give and you, you extra points as a migrant. five years and you will probably run in at 55k. So you wouldn't even be able to do it if you were to do it. No, you wouldn't. I don't think you would. How are you going to fucking just land a 70k a year job off the bat? It's your first job in, yeah. the, in, the, in the, like, the industry of the career. So they've there. almost made it like a, you've got to like work yourself up to a senior position or something. Where as you, your first role. As your first role, yeah. <laughs> Well, you've just spent all this money coming from the <laughs> country, like, fucking half the other side of the world away. Yeah. All your money I feel real bad for all the international students. you like three jobs, but two of them have to be cash in hand because you can only work 20 hours a week or yeah. under as a student. And, and isn't at it- any time they can say to you, we need to see your bank account. You have to have ten thousand New Zealand dollars in your account, otherwise they're like you're a liability. Wow, I've never had that much money in my account. No, it's fuck. some shit. And so what a lot of the kids do. So he's made loads of these guys fundraising. Yeah. Was they would be like so there's like us three between our three families they can get like ten thousand New Zealand dollars into any one of our accounts. So like the day before they're like oh we need to see your account. That All three of the families put that money in and then we just transfer it out the next day. And then next week it's like, oh, Dimitri needs to have that 10 grand. So then they put it into yours and then just take it out straight away. Fuck. Just so it's there to be seen and gone. That's yeah. fucked. We're just fucking clever on those fuckers that they come up That's with That's what I mean, but they need to stop this. That's like, a good innovation. But they need to stop this like generational wealth thing. Yeah. But it's crazy because <laughs> not only is that entire problem, but it, it feeds a bureaucracy where we're paying people to just check on things that aren't even real. Mm. Yeah. For criteria that isn't well thought out, but we still have to pay the people, and we're paying the people to make up the criteria. So it's like we're with like no one. It's <laughs> so stupid, right? Yeah, and if it weren't for those guys, we wouldn't need these people who are coming over from other places yeah. to have uh, like such a good job off the bat because it would be like, well, it doesn't matter because the country has more money in general because we don't have all these idiots getting paid to check on shit that isn't real. Yeah, it's fucking insane, man. 
well, we should get back together and try and solve it. <laughs> That's, that'll be that'll be return with Dimitri. Yeah, return with Dimitri. How to solve bureaucracy. <laughs> social oh, architecture. I sacked off social architecture. I'm a politician. <laughs> hey, I'd, I'd vote for Dimitri. Vote for Dimitri. Twenty twenty. Four? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's American. I don't know. Yeah, that's American, right? It's every three years here, is it? Hey, if people wanted to find out more about what you're doing, is there anything online? Is there a place where they can go? Um, Do they just email you? Yeah, so you could. <laughs> funny, we've just been talking about like distancing yourself and being away from social media and phones and things, but it'd probably be Instagram. <laughs> yeah, right. What's your What's your um, Instagram? It's just at Dimitri Thamel. So D I. M-I-T-R-I and then Thamel T-H-A-M-E-L Easy Yeah Instagram that shit <laughs> But send me a DM Yeah I have a Sick For work and just recreational purposes <laughs> Wait for it now anyway. uh, Shout out Parrot Dog Nice beer That was a good beer Shout out Parrot Dog Goodbye Thanks for having me Thanks for listening to the podcast that was crumbs. Have a listen to all the rest of the ones we got up here. Come in for a coffee sometime. Have a great day.